This is Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, and this is the Retirement Ready Show. Our goal is to educate you on the many topics of retirement and inform you how to create a successful Retirement Ready Roadmap. Thank you for joining me today for another episode where we will make your Retirement Ready Roadmap simple. Welcome and thank you for joining us. My name is Tony Drake with Drake & Associates. I'm a certified financial planner and you're tuning into the Retirement Ready Show. I, of course, have another certified financial planner with me, Wendy Peppercorn. Hello. How's life? Life is good. Thank you. Good. Spring has sprung. It's April. Yes, I have some flowers blooming already in the backyard. That's good. Does that mean no more snow? Yeah, if that's the indicator, I'll take that. Yeah, I wish I'll that were true. I'll definitely take that too. Here in the Midwest, though, I think we know we're, we're smarter than that. You never know what's coming till what? july 4th or so i was so. gonna say yeah i was gonna say go into <laughs> july for sure yeah let's hope not let's hope not but uh great great time of year and a great topic this week i think given all the political turmoil in the world we have rapidly rising prices and so many other concerns i think people are starting to ask two questions could there be an economic recession on the horizon? And what, if any, changes should I make to my retirement plan in case it does occur? So what we want to focus on the show today is discussing the potential for an upcoming recession. But more importantly, we want to give you two fundamental principles of sound retirement planning that, if you follow it, can help provide you with a much better chance of enjoying the retirement that you deserve with the dignity. That's, uh, that's the bottom line, regardless of what the future might hold. And it's difficult to enjoy retirement if you're constantly worried about money. And it's difficult to not worry about money if your retirement plan is not built on a strong foundation. So if you're concerned that your current plan might not be fundamentally sound, this will be a great show for you to tune into because we're going to talk about the importance of looking at your retirement plan through the lens of risk and making sure that you aren't taking on any more risk than what's needed to meet your long-term objectives. But what we really want to spend our time on is helping you derive a strategy that will ensure you succeed in your vision of, of your dream retirement. That's what it all boils down to. And, and when do you, you know, when we think about kind of the current economic risks we're under, you know, we just have to talk about this reality of higher prices. And that's just hitting U.S. consumers in such a hard way. Yeah, I think that everybody has seen probably now in the media that inflation, you know, over 7%, that's pretty high. That's very high. And how does that impact everybody? And while it's difficult, if not impossible, of course, to predict the future and trying to gauge if our economy might soon experience a recession, we believe the answer might be found by thinking about your own personal experience the last time you went to the gas station or the grocery store. I'm sure everybody saw that, you know, gas is really high at this point. I find that I drive a car that uses a lot of gas, might rethink me using an electric bike at some point too. (laughs) There you go. You know, of course, prices were higher, not just a little bit higher, but they're a lot higher. You know, and what's important to understand about these high prices for gas and bread and eggs and milk and everything else is that people fall into two distinct groups as to the ability to deal with inflation and high prices. You know, a percentage of the population wonders about how other people can afford such high prices. In other words, as painful as it might be, this group of people can afford to pay the higher prices without the need to dramatically change their lifestyle. You know, I'm not even sure if that's true per se. I think there's always a give and take. I mean, sometimes you have to buy groceries. You have a family. I mean, how are you not going to continue to feed them? But you do give on a little bit 
of, you know, other, other things, fun, entertainment, whatever that might be. And then, of course, there's another group of people who are finding that they simply can't afford to pay for all the things they need. For them, it becomes a series of choices, which just becomes that much more difficult. You know, do you buy that gas or do you buy the bread? Maybe that's where I do get that electric bike. Or should you make the mortgage payment or pay for medications? And we definitely don't want people to be in those camps, but it does, of course, happen. You know, and what worries us the most is that it appears that this second group is growing in numbers. There are fewer people who can afford all the things they need. In the end, the U.S. consumer is the lifeblood of our economy. The more consumers struggle, the more we can expect our economy to struggle. And we definitely don't want that to happen. And while we can't know for certain that a recession's coming, because if we did, we'd certainly, you know, put our plans together to account for that, I can say that now is the time to seriously consider if your current retirement plan is built to withstand the downturn in the economy or the markets, no matter when they might occur. Really important to think about those downturns. And I think maybe the mistake that some people make when you know, interviewing or maybe meeting some new advisors as they focus just on the upside. How well has this person performed? And there's lots of components. We've talked about it before on what should kind of be a part of your retirement and income plan, your retirement ready roadmap. But when we think specifically about risk and investments, especially in retirement, I want people to look more at the worst years. You know, how has this portfolio or combination of portfolios performed in, say, 2008, that 16-month period where the market cut about in half, right? And can you stomach that level of loss at this stage in life, right? And there's this great Warren Buffett quote where he essentially says, why take risk you don't need, right? And, And I think you and I, Wendy, have met so many families over the years that really, in essence, have won the retirement income game. Statistically, we can say you're not going to outlive your money. But they're taking risks such that they could lose 30, 40, 50%. And that might change the answer, which begs the question, why are you taking that level of risk? And then there's another group, Wendy, that thinks they can time the market. Yeah, and that I think is even a little bit more frightening, if you will. If hard economic times are ahead, important question is what steps you should take today to help protect your for your retirement plan? The answer is simple. You should do what you always should have been doing in the first place. In other words, plan, plan, have a plan that's fundamentally sound and designed to help protect your retirement plan, regardless of swings in the economy. Really sit down, Tony, and look at the downturns, the downswings. Can you withstand that at this time? I mean, you could withstand it at different times, depending upon where you're at. But now as you go forward, looking at that plan, When you look at the fundamentals and planning and they're not followed, it's easy to fall into a trap of trying to predict the future and constantly thinking that changes are needed based on those predictions. This often leads to lower financial confidence and certainly even worse. For a good example why we need to go back a few years just to look at the beginning of 2020. Over the prior year in 2019, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up more than 22%, a very good year. An investor may have held stocks and mutual funds whose performance lagged behind the Dow because of his or her portfolio was purposefully designed to be more conservative and perform with less volatility. Some people who found themselves in this situation may have been so disappointed in their portfolio's performance that they discarded their conservative plan and switched to more aggressive investments. Buying at the high, Tony, timing the market, what we don't want to do. Then, just a few months later, the pandemic-related market crash happens. 
Between February 12th and March 23rd, the Dow then lost 37% of its value. And now those same investors who just bought in on that high, you know, just a couple months earlier had decided to pursue those returns. They were so frightened by this plummeting going down 37%, they decided to sell their stocks and get out of the market entirely. And this is just so difficult to understand that people do this, but emotion plays such a big part and not really a plan. You need to understand this. You know, the point here is that when there's no plan based on solid fundamentals, investing behavior itself often leads to poor performance and misaligned expectations. And I think we could understand that, right? Because you're making a decision, you're again buying high, selling low, you're not able to keep a steady, strong performance in your accounts. Perfectly timing the market is impossible. Otherwise, our job would be so much easier. You know, even though much of financial media makes it sound attractive to investors, you know, it's really important just to have that steady, consistent plan put in place. And there's no way, to your point, it's impossible. It truly, at, at the purest definition of the word, is impossible to time the market perfectly. And, you know, for, for folks out there that might be thinking, well, I, I get that, but, you know, I felt this fear. Or on the opposite side, when things are going up and up and up, right? I mean, we have a, a team member here on her own, you know, Rivian hit, and there was all this excitement. And, you know, generally when there's this feeling that I, I have to get it, I'm going to miss out, you know, statistically, that could be a sign that we're near the top. And we certainly know what's happened with Rivian since their IPO, right? And, and, you know, conversely, on the downside, it's easy to feel scared. This is your money. You worked really hard for it. You're going to need it later in life. Or maybe you're already retired and you need it now. It's easy to panic. And it happens to the best of us. We know an advisor, multiple offices that, you know, when, when COVID pandemic started, he got pretty nervous, not, not his client's money, fortunately, but he sold all his assets off. And as that market rebounded, one of the fastest rebounds and in incredible periods we've seen in recent history was sitting on the sidelines because he didn't know when to get back in. So having a long-term plan, forgetting this concept of timing, Designing a plan that's within your risk tolerance. So when it loses, it's not losing more than we're comfortable with. Knowing that it's been tested for good times and bad times and having that long-term vision where we don't have to panic and we can sleep well at night becomes really, really important. And Wendy, when we're developing these retirement-ready roadmaps, these retirement and income plans, we always start, and if you're doing it on your own or with someone else, we suggest that risk should be your first consideration. Hey, podcast fans, if you're ready to take the next steps to create your Retirement Ready Roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow us and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Now back to the podcast. I think risk is a great place to start. Risk is such a subjective term. People say they're conservative and they're really, you know, as they do a, a retirement plan and they look at their risk tolerance questionnaire, they're really more aggressive than the market. So it's important that, you know, investors are not lumped into generalities because of their age. A young person's not necessarily aggressive while a retiree is conservative. You know, in truth, people and their ability to deal with risk isn't that simple. It's such an emotional play. It has so many different factors that come into it. And because of this, many people have inaccurately assessed their tolerance for risk. 
They've misjudged the degree to which they can truly stomach sudden losses of 20% or 30% or maybe even more in their retirement accounts. This almost ensures future problems because these kinds of losses can and will occur when markets are in volatility. And we've seen it and we know it happens. But I think through experience too, people see that they do recover, sometimes quicker than others, but it does happen. And it's make sure to have that plan in place, go through the what if scenarios to really test the portfolio to see what would happen. During periods when the stock markets are up, it becomes easy for people to believe they're much more tolerant for risk. Of course, I would take all the upside potential in my portfolio as well. Then in the next month, week, year, when markets are declining, potentially declining, then they decide they can't really handle the volatility and then they sell out. They're no longer in the market to benefit from that eventual rebound. That's the emotional play. You know, it's really important to understand that risk, to minimize the potential, it's important to assess risk tolerance in a less emotionally based manner. It can be helpful to think in advance about how much of a decline in the value of your retirement portfolio you can endure while still being confident in your retirement future. In my experience, many people who are retired or close to retirement might be okay seeing the value of their portfolio fall maybe by 7% or 10% or maybe even 12%. But 10% seems to be kind of a key number that people focus on. But if losses are much greater, they become uncomfortable. And that's not our goal. I'm not investing my money. I'm investing your money, my clients for your longevity and your happiness. So again, this risk is very subjective. And I'm not suggesting that you or anyone else, you know, feel the same way. You know, you can be uncomfortable, comfortable at so many different points. My point instead is that it's important to attempt to translate your risk tolerance into that actual dollar amount of loss. Really looking at the amount of your portfolio, what is 10% and look at the dollar value versus the percent value. So you can gauge when you're going to be comfortable and you can, the numbers that you can really endure. Once you've had a better idea of that number, then your the objective becomes one of trying to construct the matching portfolio that has the best chance of behaving in that specific way. And we know I mean, it's about setting that appropriate expectation, right? Sometimes we meet with families and they say, well, boy, Tony, the market was up such and such last year. Why didn't I make that? And we analyze their portfolio and they're invested much more conservatively. Right? If we're invested conservatively, we can't expect to make all the gains. If we want all the gains, then we have to be able to endure all the losses. So setting that expectation is really important. And you want to understand how your retirement portfolio should behave. Some stocks have historically proven to be more volatile than others. Shares of blue chip companies generally have seen, excuse me, have not seen as large and dramatic of price swings as have often been the experience of shares of these really high-flying technology stocks. And while there's no guarantees that this will be the case in the future, past performance is at least an indication, right? So we want to consider that. During periods of strong economic growth, when the stock market is on the rise, a person with a more conservative portfolio made up of stocks with historically lower volatility might become dissatisfied with the rate of growth in the portfolios. They see these high-flying stocks or other investments achieve higher returns. But it's important to understand that these same high flyers during good times may be much more likely to crash during the difficult times in the market. And a common mistake that's easy to do comes with not fully understanding that investment objectives need to change the closer a person is to retirement. People spend decades where their objective is accumulation, growth, 
But as retirement approaches, this should change from one of growth to an uh, objective centered more on protecting what has been accumulated and using this money to help provide steady and predictable retirement income. You can design portfolios for growth that will look much different than those designed for income, but setting that expectation right is really important. And a great question, Wendy, begs itself, is your retirement plan built on this foundation of protected income? And I think that's important to look at your income sources as you put that plan together, how long they will last and the different taxable, you know, associations with those different sources as well. You know, the up and down swings in the value of your retirement portfolio could either matter a lot or perhaps very little, depending upon the amount of steady, protected retirement income that you might have. Assume, for example, a retired person whose monthly living expenses amount to $5,000. Now, if along with Social Security, she had additional protected income that totals $6,000 a month, she's not going to be disturbed if a recession causes the value of her retirement savings to drop by, say, 10%. It'll probably bother her, but knowing that she doesn't need to draw from it immediately for needs, it's not going to bother her as much. However, without that amount of protected income, she might be much more disturbed by any drop in the amount of her retirement savings. And the reason's simple. With less protected income, you have to draw from your savings to provide the income that you need to live on, right? And that goes back to the initial thing about talking about, can you have to give up one to buy another with our high prices that we're experiencing? And it can be very frightening for some to take withdrawals from accounts that also are getting smaller, you know, due to market declines. People have to be very conscious of this and really make sure the emotion doesn't play into it, review expenses. You know, it's why it can be so important to build your retirement on a strong foundation of protected and steady income. One strategy that might help accomplish this is to split your assets into a couple different categories. And we talk about them, about the different buckets. One portion is allowed to cover the basic essential expenses, while the other portion is devoted to covering those more discretionary expenses. So you know that the essential expenses need to be covered every month, obviously, and discretionary you can waffle on if needed. To cover your basic expenses, use that guaranteed income-producing investments or products with minimal to no risk. This can allow you to create that floor that can count on regardless of the recession or downturn that we may experience in the market. You know, and for the rest of the expenses that are more on that discretionary basis, you can use riskier instruments if you really want to. The more protected income available to meet your essential living expenses, the more confidence you're going to have that your future is secure. On the other hand, the more your income can be directly impacted by ups and downs of the stock market, the more your retirement becomes the slave of that performance. And certainly not what we're looking to achieve again, that emotional outcome and moving in and out of the market at the wrong time. The economy and financial markets are constantly in a change. We know that. We see that. There's so much going on in the world today. But this formula for effectively dealing with cycles does not change. Construct that portfolio with enough protected income so that regardless of what happens, you can pay at least those essential living expenses. And think of it this way, Wendy. Imagine your portfolio, I'm oversimplifying a bit, but imagine your portfolio is, is kind of separate buckets. One bucket has some safe, protected money, much safer investments. The other bucket is at risk in the market, right? And it gives us so much flexibility if we take that approach. Imagine the market's down like like during COVID times, 20, 30% very rapidly. 
right? You don't get to call the energy company and say, you know that electric bill I got, I'm going to hold up till my portfolio recovers, right? The uh, property tax time, the tax man wants his bill, you know, we need groceries. A lot of these things we can't stop. And if you're not properly allocated, you're forced to sell things at a loss. If you have this diversification, we can simply say, hey, let's take our income from the safe bucket. When the market's ripping and running hot, let's live off the interest from our market assets. And we can ebb and flow, make those mid-course corrections. And I think that flexibility is really important. And I want to encourage people to think about three key questions. If you're worried about how a recession might impact your retirement, think about this. What is the maximum loss that you might be comfortable tolerating in your retirement portfolio at one given time? Is it 5%, 10%, 12%, maybe more, maybe less? Secondly... Is your current portfolio tailored in a way that gives it the best chance of performing in a way that's consistent with your comfort level, what we call your emotional risk? And then lastly, and most importantly, do you have enough protected and steady retirement income so that you can always meet at least the monthly essential living expenses, no matter if and when a future recession or downturn in the markets happen or occur? And we believe that properly assessing risk and building sources of protected income are fundamentals of a sound retirement plan, a retirement-ready roadmap. And this is precisely why they are the fundamentals that we employ to help our clients enjoy retirement with the security and confidence that they deserve. We certainly hope you picked up a few pieces today, and we appreciate you tuning in to the Retirement Ready Show. Hey, podcast fans, if you're ready to take the next steps to create your Retirement Ready Roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. Drake & Associates LLC is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Advisory services offered through Drake & Associates LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Drake & Associates LLC is not permitted to offer. No statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Drake & Associates LLC.